5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Last name ever, first name greatest. Like a sprained ankle, boy, ain't nothing to play with. Started off local, but thanks to all the haters, I know G4 pilots on a first name basis. In your city, faded off the brown. Nino, she insists she got more class. We know, swimming in the money, come and find me. Welcome Nino, into the Patrick Johnson the Show. Club, ben B, baby, bar, I'm chemo, filling in for the G-Man to get ready for like ECU USF tonight in Midgets Coliseum on ESPN. Plus, going alongside my man, the ref, Philip Pilkington. How are you doing, my man? Pretty good. I'm glad I'm not having a ref tonight, though. Glad yeah. I'm good to go watch some ECU basketball with you. Yeah, big game tonight for the Pirates. They look to be a game above 500 as they're currently sitting at 13 and 13 coming into this game against the Bulls. But let's talk a little bit about some ECU baseball. 25th ranked ECU tops Campbell last night, 10 to 3 in Bowie's Creek for their first win of the 2022 season. And uh, what a win it was. The fact that after that Bryant series, people were already ready, ready to rule them out and say they can't hit. They have big hitting problems. They have no power hitters, no guy that can get you a clutch hit when you need it. And then the most unlikely guy gets you the biggest hit of the game in the fifth inning in Ryer Giles with an RBI double. A guy that people criticize in the Bryant series for a throwing error in that second game and extra innings. And what a way to bounce back for Ryder Giles and overcome adversity and get a big win over Campbell, who I believe was runner-ups in the NC State Regional last year, if I'm not mistaken. They were runner-ups in some kind of regional, and they played very well in that regional as well. I mean, very high-scoring games. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring back, or you bring up the fact that everybody was talking about how easy you can't hit the baseball yeah. after, you know, Sunday especially, or, you know, after Sunday, after three days of not hitting the ball. Yeah. And Coach Godwin talked about that in his post-game press conference, or not press conference, but his post-game chat with Coach O. Yeah. It's how hitting is very contagious, both bad and good. Yeah. And it seemed like ECU, you know, they came out of the gate slow. I think they went three or four innings last night without a hit as well. But it's like once that first one happened, they got a few base runners. It became very contagious in a good way. So hitting can be contagious in good, in a, or I should say positive and negative manners. Obviously, uh, after about three innings, it was a very positive thing for the Pirates last night. And they got uh, 10 runs on 12 hits. Well, they just had to get that monkey off their back. Looking in that Bryant game, I don't think the pitching for Bryant was that strong. I mean, you had guys throwing 88-mile-per-hour fastballs down the middle, and for some reason this great part baseball program is swinging late at these 88-mile-per-hour fastballs. So that definitely was a cause for concern. But the fact that Godwin is able to take responsibility and, claim, and explain that he's the hitting coach and he's got to get these boys back on track, and uh, that he did. That he did against a very good Campbell program who's – projected by some outlets to be in a, in a regional this year. So big win very early, and this team's going to have to overcome a lot of adversity this year, especially with the schedule. Off the top of my head, I can think of Old Dominion. Old Dominion's ranked right now. you got teams like Virginia Tech, NC State, UNC, Duke. All those teams are always very tough, whether they're ranked or not, and they always play the Pirates tough. Wilmington on that list as well, you know, two yep. games against them, and Definitely, that is one of those. Now, Patrick likes to throw this around, but truly throw out the records when UNCW comes to town. Absolutely. Um, because, or we go there, because that's always been a uh, quite the rivalry, obviously, due to 
geography, sorry, and as well as um, you know, just the fact that the teams play each other twice a year, every year for the most part, except for last year. Obviously, it was a little wonky with the whole yeah. Rona deal. You know, Patrick's got a lot of terms when it comes to certain things, a lot of uh, phrases he likes to throw out. But I think my favorite one when it comes to ECU baseball is whenever we play Campbell or UNCW, I, I, he nails it dead on. It's their Super Bowl. They treat it like a big event when ECU comes to town, and they play us tough. Fortunately, they didn't last night, but usually they make a big deal of it and uh, give us their best effort, like probably the best outings they have all season usually. So it's one of my favorite terms he says. He's usually pretty dead on about that. Well, can you blame him? Yeah. I mean, like, who else is in uh, Campbell's Conference? Are they in High Point's they're, Conference? They're in, they're in the Big South. Yeah, with yeah. High Point, who lost like 18-3 to last night to yeah. NC State. So um, I think they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing their conference NC State is right bad. now. Are they playing them again today? Yeah, I think I know NC State's playing right now. I'm not sure oh. if they're playing High Point or not, but yeah, I know they played High Point last night. It was it was yesterday afternoon. I should say it started like four o'clock, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was bad. And then obviously, um, you know, UNCW's in the Colonial, and they're they are the kind of the southern tip, I believe, of that conference. Yeah. A lot of those teams are from the Northeast, and you know, Northeastern's in there, and yeah. I can't remember. No, never mind. Are they? Usually I'm drawing a blank. That's usually they're schools in the like William and Mary and JMU yeah, and those type of, of schools. Yeah, so. Yeah, you can't blame them, and obviously, anytime you got an in-state team that's as good as the Pirates have been in the past, you know, um, practically been in a regional every year. Obviously, 2016 was down year, and then multiple trips to Super Regional. Obviously, they're gonna get up big for that game. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's a team that's kind of looking to turn the corner, like ECU was a couple years ago. ECU was like kind of looking to turn the corner and consistently make regionals. And Campbell's looking to do the same thing. They want to be in a spot that ECU's in right now, and I could very well see it a couple years down the line where they're kind of a program like ECU that's consistently getting regionals, maybe even hosting a few, and uh, just going all in on that baseball program. They're very comparable, I think, very comparable. Well, if one sport is going to happen, it's definitely baseball. I mean, yeah. you, you see the success every I'm not year saying it for football or basketball. Yeah, or no, no, yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not saying you were, but I'm saying that – my point is, I'm building off your point and yeah. saying that it is a possible thing yeah. because you see it all the time. I mean, Dallas Baptist is always a tough out. Usually, they fall to two or three line. Uh, you know, Cal State Fullerton's had success in the past. Pepperdine, it's been you know probably you know half a dozen years since UC they were good. Anything throw anything yeah, yeah, after UC, it. They're usually pretty good. Yeah, you yeah, see Davis, you see Santa Cruz, Irvine, UC, any of Santa them. Barbara, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, those Cali schools. But, you know, it's easy to go play baseball in, in SoCal, so you can't blame them. But, and also, um, you know, it might not be as pretty in Bowie's Creek as it does out there with them California girls in Southern California, but yeah. it's still uh, fairly warm here in North Carolina throughout most of baseball season. So, definitely, they can recruit, um, but I think they're going to have to go out of state to do it and to build that program because the bottom line is if I'm in state and I'm really good, yeah. I'm going to go to East Carolina or, you know, one of the triangle schools, yeah. obviously. Or build it through the transfer portal. Build it through transfers. That's something they've actually done. They have a yep. lot of transfers on their team. You know, it's something that Coach Cliff Godwin talks about, not really wanting to have, you know, too much of here at the Pirate Program. But uh, I can't remember exactly how many transfers there are um, on that Campbell program. Scooter and Coach O were talking about a little bit last yep. night on air and then a little bit before the game. We were all kind of chatting about it. Uh, Campbell has done a good job of recruiting that transfer portal. It's not quite the uh, Joe Dooley transfer numbers. Yeah. But um, they definitely get some. So, you know, yeah. No disrespect to Campbell, but that's not a program or a university or even a campus that's going to draw a lot of homegrown talent just yet. I mean, not saying they won't ever get there, but it's just not that it's it's not that can it's not that campus that's going to attract a lot of eyes, a lot of suitors. 
for these top name uh, college baseball prospects. They're just not there yet. I mean, you're not not I like ECU. the campus. It's like Bowie's Creek. I mean, there's like the one sports bar. I think there's a Zaxby's and a Waffle House. Well, yeah, I remember. It turns out we were at a flag football tournament a couple of years ago that we were both at and never saw each other. Just, well, we just realized saw, we were probably both at some it. of your games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were you both were at it. it. But like, there was this old gym on Bowie's Creek, and uh, it was no longer their current basketball gym. But uh, the lady that was there with me, she grew up in Bowie's Creek, and she was like, "I remember the time we played Duke in here," and it was this old, rundown, just piece of crap gym. And I just, I could not believe that a basketball team ever played Duke in that uh, in that uh, basketball arena. For you Pirate fans, anybody who maybe went to ECU, it's, it honestly was probably worse than Christian Berry. If anybody's been inside Christian Berry, whether you're old enough to have seen an ECU basketball game there or you had gym class there back in the day before they built the rec center, yep. um, it was probably worse than that. We're getting a little off topic, topic here. Let's get back to ECU baseball. They have a pretty big series this weekend as they take on UNC. Yeah, UNC. That's this Friday, the 25th at 4 o'clock. Then they play them again Saturday at 2. And then they'll be back in Greenville at 4. Pirates hosting UNC. Going to be a big series. UNC so far has swept Seton Hall. None of those games really even that close. The closest game was their final game of the series where they beat Seton Hall 7-3. to Before that, shut them out 19 to nothing, and then beat them 14-3 to in the first game of the season. And then they just beat Elon 5-1. to So... UNC obviously riding pretty high coming into ECU. I don't think I think ECU is obviously way better than those teams. I don't think they're very comparable whatsoever to Seton Hall or Elon. But you got to think UNC is coming in with a lot of confidence and feeling good about themselves as ECU sits one and three and UNC is sitting four and zero. Well, first and foremost, it seems like uh, UNC is having a good year against teams named the Pirates. <laughs> yeah. Three and zero against yeah. Seton Hall. Seton Hall. But I think the big question going into this weekend is going to be um, with ECU's the starting pitching. You know, you know that yep. um, Jake Kushmaner is obviously going to start a game. Yeah, I, are you going to give Scott? Well, not Scott Burks, Garrett Saylor another start this weekend? I you mean, know, is that something you could see? Or you don't know. And then that Hunter kid. I mean, he pitched well Sunday, but still, you don't know. I mean, yep. that's and that's kind of the question. It is until. You know, it, there was already a question as to who the third starter is going to be. You know, yep. it obviously could potentially be Nick Logish as well. But now with Carson Wisenhunt out, and we obviously don't know how long he's going to be out, but Coach has already said that he's not pitching at all this week, so obviously we're worrying about this weekend as we sit here and speak. Um, really, you only have one true starter, and that's and that's Cooch. So it's going to be really tough, like you said. Skylar Brooks, Nick Logish, yeah. Hunter, I, I, I don't know. I would say this, though. I, I came into the season, and I guess you come into every season not really know what you have pitching depth-wise, what you have in the bullpen. I've seen a lot of a lot of things to be proud of and positive for in this Pirate bullpen. I like Ben Terwilliger. I like uh, Carter Spivey. He looked really good when he played out of the bullpen. C.J. Mayhew, of course, you know what you're going to get out of him. So I think there's some guys that can, if called upon to, to, to be a starter, I think they can thrive and do really well. I mean, there's plenty of options you have in that bullpen right now. And I think Jake Hunter was really good. I would like to see him maybe stay in the starting rotation. Yeah. No, I get it. No, I definitely think that was the one thing is bullpen is good. Yeah. But you obviously don't want to have two staff days in a weekend. Uh, yeah, obviously. And just yeah. because a guy's a good pitcher, you know, the question then comes, does he have enough, you know, to be a starter? If he's a two-pitch pitcher, you know, fastball and the other pitch, yeah. it's probably not enough to go five, six innings. It's not enough to see a batter twice. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, it's it's just being able to throw as long as that. You know, most of the guys we named just now are upperclassmen, but a lot of that depth in that bullpen is coming from true freshmen. And, you know, to ask a true freshman to go out there, 
you know, I know they've been pitching their whole lives, but the mound is a lonely place, and you throw them in a mound on a D1 bas- baseball game, and that's uh, that's a whole new story. So it's it's tough, and uh, obviously, hopefully the, uh, you know, Coach Godwin and Coach Knight over there can get it figured out sooner or later. Not that, you know, I think anything's their fault, but yeah. it's just uh, it's kind of an unfortunate circumstance right now. Like I said, two true starters coming into the year, obviously. Don't know what's going on with uh, Wiz there. Um, we know it's not injury-related. That's all we know. So um, yeah. we'll see. All right, we're facing a timeout here. Got to take a quick break. When we come back, WITN's Eric Gullickson, Gully as we like to call him, and all things ECU sports, ECU basketball tonight against USF at 7 o'clock, ECU baseball later this weekend, all that and much more on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. This is Matt Murchison from Greenville Nissan, and we have inventory. New and used options are here and more arriving daily. Trucks, SUVs, sedans, maybe even that special sports car you've always wanted. Right now, get a new Nissan Rogue, Altima, or Sentra with 0% interest. Now is the time to get that all-new Nissan Frontier for only $99 a month. Can't get to our showroom? Shop and buy a vehicle with our Nissan Buy at Home link on our website. Check it out. It's seamless, transparent, and so easy. Visit us at Greenville Nissan and GreenvilleNissan.com where we drive to serve. Remember the days when you could go to your favorite butcher shop and get your pork chops or steaks cut just the way you like them? Well, you still can. Acre Station Meat Farm on Highway 32 in Pinetown, north of Washington, is Eastern Carolina's traditional butcher shop. Acre Station is where you can get your order cut the way you want it. The best sausage, bacon, and pork chops and steaks you'll ever taste. I get my steaks from Acre Station because, uh... The quality is great, and they can cut it any size you like, and just can't find a selection like that anywhere else. I like to go get my roast at Acre Station because they cut it at about six pounds, and that's perfect for my for my family. Because I just can't find what I'm looking for at the grocery store anymore. Acre Station, your traditional butcher shop in Pinetown, just outside Washington on Highway 32. Find out what others have always known. The short trip to Acre Station is worth the drive. At Acre Station, you just get that good, friendly service you just can't find anymore. I guarantee it's the best sausage and bacon you'll ever eat. If you want the best steak in eastern North Carolina, then remember this name. The Seahorse Steakhouse, 2301A Stantonsburg Road in Greenville. They serve USDA prime ribeyes aged 50 days, cooked to perfection by Crystal. The Seahorse Grillmaster, guaranteed to be tender and juicy. The Saturday Night Prime Rib is an experience you'll never forget. It's the most flavorful, tender piece of beef you'll ever eat. Delicious is an understatement. You're sure to leave full and satisfied. But if you have room to spare, a generous slice of one of their homemade cakes will take care of that. So the next time you want a really good steak in a relaxed family atmosphere, remember the home of Daddy's Steaks and Mama's Cakes. The Seahorse Steakhouse, Stantonsburg Road, Greenville. 
Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Log on to our new website, 943thegame.com, for PJ Shot Podcasts and the latest news on the Pirates. This is happening. Now, back to Patrick Johnson on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Had to uh, play a little song with a tribute to Boston because we got Gully on, and he went to school up in Maine, and uh, he's a Boston sports fan. He uh, jumped ship on his Vikings and became a Pats fan after it, so I had to play this for <laughs> you, Gully. That's good. Well, so a lot of the right team. A lot of us silly Southerners just think the Northeast is all Boston anyway. The, so. I, I know it's not. It's the <laughs> New England area, but I don't know. I don't know any songs about Maine. Are there any good songs about Maine, Gully? Uh, you would have to go way back in time. There, there's some uh, some throwback like folk songs about Maine. Oh, I'll um, pass. <laughs> my my school song is all about drinking. So you know, it just it's a uh, it's a, a little bit out there. I mean, it's all about drinking. Most of the people here went to ECU. I, I think we could all relate. I think yeah, I think they would love singing along with the with the Mainstein song for sure. There we go. Hey, you know what? The, this is why you fit in so good here. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, coming here, obviously a little different, cha- you know, different dynamic here in the South. Uh, college baseball is a little more predominant. I know this is your first year covering ECU. Is I, I'm sure you covered some independent league games being up there in the Northeast back in uh, your time in Maine. But uh, is this was this anything like you had experienced at the collegiate level as to what you experienced this weekend and over the last you know couple weeks leading up into pirate baseball? No, the fans the fans were awesome. Uh, it was really cool. I, I you know I felt bad. I know ECU felt bad, uh, hoping to put on a little bit more of a show, um, but the fans were awesome and. It was pretty cool. I, I wish my school drew like that for our for our home games. Occasionally, they get a good crowd, but nothing like that. Yeah, the, oh, I think so cool is um, just the tailgating and how long it it lasts out there with some of the guys that are you know pirate alums. It's it's like equivalent to a football game. Obviously, you don't have the same amount of people. Maybe not quite the same energy, but they're out there still four or five hours before the game, and I feel like you don't get that everywhere. The vibe is the same. I, I think the vibe is uh, definitely top notch out there, and you could hear them. I mean, I shot behind home plate all three days, and you could definitely hear the jungle out there, letting them know. So, what um, what's your um kind of history with with shooting baseball? I'm sure you probably covered some because I know you you know you did some media while you were in college. Did you do any independent league baseball games when you were up in uh in the main area? Uh, we did not really, uh, there was like a pro team there for a while, but they, they moved on, uh, before I got there. But, uh, my university, University of Maine actually plays division one baseball. So, 
Um, that was what we had. We were in America East, which is nothing compared to the AAC, but uh, there were some really great baseball players that ended up at Maine, and they made a couple of runs in the playoffs, but uh, it's been a little while since my school was College World Series. They, they did go a bunch in, like, the 80s, and it's been a little while since they've been uh, an NCAA powerhouse, but um, still baseball carried a lot of weight up there, and, and I saw some really, really fun players. Uh, one of the guys, uh, Jeremy Pena, is is one of the top prospects in the Houston Astros organization right now. If he hadn't torn out his shoulder last year, he would have gone, uh, probably been their backup shortstop because they're pretty loaded. But he would have definitely been on the going to the bigs. So got to see some really high-level ball in Maine. Before I moved to Maine, I worked in Minnesota for a long time, and we had what was called the Northwoods League in both the cities that I worked in. It's a summer wood bat league for college kids and saw some really awesome players up there, guys that are uh, fully MLB guys. <laughs> and you, you had to have your camera rolling at all times because you never knew if it was going out of the yard with the next pitch. So it was that was pretty fun. Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful time. That almost sounds like you're getting SEC-level baseball. Just uh, unfortunately, you don't quite yeah. probably get the SEC level atmosphere with the crowd. No, no, yeah, they, they, they we got SEC guys. We got a lot of Pac-12 guys. Uh, some Big Ten guys would play in that league. It's not quite the level that the Cape Cod League is at, but it was really, really good baseball. And I, both both teams that I covered in both Duluth and Mankato uh, had. One really good year while I was there each where they won. Mankato won, and Duluth almost won the whole thing. So it was it was uh, it was fun. It was just, you know, that that grind to get them ready for not only using wood bats at the next level, but also that grind of playing every day all summer from June until the end of August. Um, it was it was pretty cool, and the guys were always really good to to work with. Yeah, I tell you, I probably would have been in heaven because I really do enjoy baseball, going to games, whether it's minor league or you know college, or obviously going up to Fenway and seeing the Sox play. So, uh, unfortunately, um, talk about a ECU team that hasn't been playing quite as well. Well, I guess not that baseball is playing great, anyways. But hopefully, they'll turn around. We got to hit a little bit on ECU basketball. Um, you've been doing a heck of a job covering. I know it's your first year, and. Uh, you know, they kind of threw you into the fire there. What kind of have you experienced um, so far this year, and what are your thoughts uh, to, on tonight and moving forward with ECU's basketball program? Uh, well, they're trying. They, they, you know, you see the flashes, and you, you see that the talent is there. It just hasn't all always come together and, and – turned out the way that they wanted, but they've been in almost every game this year. And a lot of last-second losses, a lot of one-score losses to some really, really, really good teams that are probably going to be a pain in the neck to some teams come March. And the, the just this or that or the other thing has just not worked out for them, and it's too bad. They, I mean, they could easily be – have a lot better record than 500 right now. If a few shots didn't drop for opponents or a few more shots, like one <laughs> one shot dropped for them at some different moments, and 
it just happened to him again at, at UCF the other night in the final seconds of the game. So it's just been, I, I, I don't want to say disappointing, but definitely has to be frustrating for, for the team um, to be competing it and keeping close, but just coming up a little bit short here and there. Gully, Ben here. When you when you look at this basketball team, uh, everybody has their own theory of what's wrong with it. If you can pinpoint one thing, what do you think has been the major issue with this team as they sit at 13 and three, 13 coming into this South Florida game tonight? And, uh, you know, everybody's talking about what do you do with Joe Dooley? Do you buy out his contract? Do you let him play another year? Is it crazy to say that Joe Dooley deserves another chance? I don't think that's crazy. I just, I'm not sure that everyone is, and this is, you know, I don't get to go to practice. Yeah. You know, practices have been closed here, which is a little weird because when I was in Maine, they wanted me at practice and I was there every Yeah, you would think week. they want you yeah, at practice uh, here too. Yeah, it's it just a little different not getting that interaction. So, but from what I can see in the games, I don't, I don't really know who the guy is that is, the leader on the team. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, Tristan Newton plays like the leader, Yeah, but I don't think he's a rah-rah guy. I what agree. I've gathered. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I don't know who, who the leader is, who, who's the one that's rallying the troops in and almost some moments where I thought that they would respond differently to stuff that happened to them. And they just kind of were like uh, a little bit whatever man about it. Um, that's just my perspective on you know the way that I see it. I don't know if that is accurate or not, but that's just the way that it's kind of seemed in some moments where I know I would have been angry yeah. as a as an athlete. They just kind of were like, "Meh, it happens." That, that's a good so point that, you brought up. Up, oh, sorry, go ahead. Didn't go, mean to go cut ahead. you off. Oh, no, I was saying that's a good point you brought up when it came to leadership. Uh, night in and night out, usually most basketball teams is a guy that you can rely on to get you double digits, make the big shots, and kind of be your guy with this Pirate team. You think it's Tristan, but then you'll have games where Vance Jackson steps up and he looks like the true number one guy on this team. Or then when Brandon Suggs went out, we kind of found out how big of a loss that was after that UCF game where he went on that stretch where we just weren't winning games or weren't in games at all. So I think that that's a big thing that not a lot of people have pinpointed is who is the leader on this team? Who is the guy that's going to rally the troops? Or just even looking at the games and looking at the court, look at what the players are doing after plays or in between plays. How are they communicating? Who's kind of rallying the troops? Who's getting everybody hyped? Who's making sure everybody's going to be in it for the next play? There's not a lot of that when it comes to this ECU team. It's I don't want to say soulless. That's a little harsh. But this is a team that just clearly lacks leadership from a player standpoint. And I think that was a great point you brought up. Yeah, that I just I haven't noticed um, who that is. Yep. And um, as you said, Brandon Suggs going down was huge. Yeah, it was. The guy has really been awesome yep. uh, at both ends of the floor, especially yep. defensively. He's really been great. Yeah. And it made a huge difference for them not having him out there. Yeah. With a team that had a lot of perimeter defense issues, I think he's probably one of your better perimeter defenders. And we saw that in conference play when we didn't have him. Uh, Things were rough when it came to defense. And another thing, going back to Joe Dooley and people arguing, well, I think it's time to move on or 
whatever the case may be of Joe Dooley. We also got to factor in, they, this team's had to overcome a lot of adversity this year, especially with injuries. I mean, you mentioned Brandon Suggs earlier, but let's face it, we haven't had our best player on our court. I think the best player on this team is undoubtedly Winston Tabs, and we have not seen him at all this year. And I think that's big. A guy that was averaging double digits in the ACC, and now you don't have him. I mean, I think that definitely helps Dooley's case to where, yeah, I need to be on for another year or maybe just give me like a two-, three-year contract and see what I can do. And another thing is, is that, I mean, when it comes to this ECU basketball program, we haven't finished 500 since, I believe, 2013. We have a chance to do that, and I think that shows a lot of improvement this year that we're at a point where we can possibly finish the season a couple games over 500. I think you got to applaud Joe Dooley for that, especially with the conference we play in, all the adversity we've had to overcome this year. Uh, I think you spot on. Uh, You know, it's up to Joe, too, you know, what he wants to do, obviously, and, and we'll see what happens with that. But they do have a good chance here. They got some games that are winnable games this Absolutely. week. Tonight is a winnable game. Saturday is a winnable game yep. against Tulsa. Um, you know they've they've taken it to both those teams recently, and so that that holds up your point. Also, other stuff that you know we didn't mention. You know JJ. I'm. I don't know why JJ's not playing. Um, I've heard JJ's lower body injury. What that and necessarily I think, is, I know, can't pinpoint. When they it, had but... him early, that made a big difference yep. with, with him when he was when he was on. That was a huge part of that start, a ten and three start. Yep. So yeah, not having him was was big. And and also one more point on Joe. You know, to have your season come to a halt in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah, it was winter break, but to have a COVID stop, and he said it, you know, if these guys miss two days of practice in a row, that is a huge obstacle to overcome, and they missed two weeks in the middle of the season. Yeah. So he was able to get them, you know, the wheels back underneath them. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out this offseason. All right, I'm going to leave you with one quick question here. It has nothing to do with ECU whatsoever, but it leads into our next segment. If the Panthers got Kirk Cousins, would that be a good move in your eyes? As someone who enjoys the Vikings, I think it would be fantastic. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll Great answer. At, at that. Uh, he He's a serviceable guy, and I think where I'm not sure the Panthers are ready to take that step where they compete and have a chance to win every week. Yeah. Um, he could fit here where there's no pressure and – just yeah. anything is better than what we've been watching. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think with the weapons they have, if Christian McCaffrey is able to come back and is healthy, who knows? That has been the question the last few seasons. But he could fit in and, and make some throws and, you know, be a serviceable guy to get him through until there's a, you know, they're either able to draft somebody and develop them or, you know, get another long-term answer. Yeah, I agree. Eric, appreciate your time. I'll see you later tonight at the ball game, buddy. We'll see you later on. All right, Eric Gullickson from WITN Sports. Coming up, Kirk Cousins to the Vikings. I mean, Kirk Cousins to the Panthers, excuse me. Good move or not, 
We'll talk about it next here on the Patrick Johnson Show. And Pirates. Oh, there. Panthers. Go, baby. Very good. The P-Man. This is Eastern North Carolina's home for sports. 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. HealthWise Pharmacy rounds the bases with all of your infusion, retail, compounding, and medical equipment needs. Locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker, HealthWise has grown to be your most trusted provider for infusion services. Currently providing in-home or on-site infusions in North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. Visit HealthWise Pharmacy at 615B South Memorial Drive or call 252-295-0059 to speak to a patient service representative to find the option that best suits your needs. Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, and Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz. These agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are also tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville. 252-756-3165. That's 252-756-3165. A fresh start means a new you. New connections and new savings from Suddenlink. Visit suddenlink.com to get reliable, high speed 300 meg internet for just $29.99 a month. With this fresh offer, you'll get a $200 Visa prepaid card, three full months of HBO Max included on us, and a free Wi-Fi extender for greater whole home Wi-Fi coverage. Plus, as part of optimum flexibility from Suddenlink, there are no contracts or hidden fees. We'll even give you a 60-day money-back guarantee. And now you can unlock even more value when you combine with Optimum Mobile. Don't wait to get fast new internet to go with the new you. Enjoy a fresh start with reliable 300 meg internet from Suddenlink for just $29.99 99 a month with a $200 Visa prepaid card. Sign up at suddenlink.com today. For new residential customers, reflects auto pay discount. Taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Not transferable and not available in all areas. Wired connection up to 300 megs. Speed, availability, pricing, offers, and terms vary by area. After promo, HBO Max subscription is $14.99 per month. 90 days of continuous service required for gift card. Allow four to six weeks for delivery. Additional terms apply. See suddenlink.com for details. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is the home of the best margaritas. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's every Tuesday for the Gulp of Mexico, a huge 46-ounce lime margarita for only $6.99. On Thursdays, relax and enjoy half-price pitchers of Chico's House Margaritas. Choose from lime, strawberry, blood orange, raspberry, or peach. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and now available through DoorDash, featuring a half-gallon of the famous margarita mix to go for only $9.99. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. Just follow me we're doing it for the gram. Check out pics from the PJ Show and more. Really 
Plus picks from around Pirate Nation. 94.3 The Game, now on Instagram. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B-Baby Byram filling in for the P-Man as he gets ready for his ESPN Plus broadcast between ECU and USF tonight at 7. You can hear live pregame coverage for that game coming up at 6.30 here on the flagship station ECU Pirates 94 through the game. I'm joined alongside my man, the ref, Philip Pilkington. And big news out of the Panthers as it was revealed and reported that they have made a huge play for Kirk Cousins. They've been reaching out, making phone calls, trying to get him. And uh, that kind of goes into the port that we've heard from Ian Rappaport saying that the Panthers are making a huge play at quarterback in general, trying to make a huge swing, looking at guys like Deshaun Watson, uh, Russell Wilson, all those guys that are uh, reportedly not going to be on the same teams they were in uh, 2021. So maybe even throw in an Aaron Rodgers. I don't see Aaron Rodgers coming, but just saying. They're looking at guys like that instead of the draft. And the big name linked to the Panthers right now is Kirk Cousins. Good move or bad news starting off, Philip. How do you feel about Kirk Cousins coming to the Panthers potentially? Do not like it. I, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I'm not against it at all. See, here's my thing with the Kirk Cousins thing. So the guy is going to cost you thirty-five million. Yeah. In cap, thirty-five million. As of right now, I think we have some like twelve million to spend. Okay, 12.3. Yeah. On top of that, he's got one year left on his deal. So what happens? He comes in, if he's serviceable, yeah. you go 8-8, eight and 9-8, eight, and or well, I guess it's 8-9 nine now, 9-8, nine and eight, something like that. Yeah. Maybe you win 10 games. Yeah. If he doesn't stay, then you got to draft a quarterback next year, and now you're picking like 18. I like that idea, though. No, if, if we're going to draft a quarterback next year, let's just throw Sammy D out there, win like three games. Okay, our schedule's tough. Yeah. Like, we still have to play the NFC West, the AFC North. I mean, hey, new season, new teams, be. buddy. Dude, like, no. Like, this is going to be just, just lose now. Either draft a quarterback or stick with what you got, lose and draft one next year. I, why would you bring in a guy who's only got one year left on his due? He's probably going to walk after that one year anyways because he's going to realize what a messed up organization this thing is being ran from the top. Yeah. And then – you know, now you're just hosing yourself out of getting a better draft pick, you know, a better quarterback draft next year. I, okay, I look at it this way. Here's my point here. I look at this upcoming quarterback class, and I've been consistent by saying that I don't love any of these quarterbacks coming in this draft. That's I, fine. Roll yeah. with Sammy D and suck this Let year, then. Let me finish. Let me finish. Now, when it comes to a potential Kirk Cousins trade, I think you got to find a way to offload that Sam Donald contract. I also think you might have to potentially give, a, give up a first-round pick. That's because that's all you have. You don't have a second. You don't have a third, which ideally you would like to give away for Kirk Cousins, but you just don't have that right now. I, I I think a trade will look something like that. And then, to your point, you bring in Kirk Cousins for a year and he gets you nine, ten wins, let's say. And I think, I disagree with Gully. I think this is a team that has the pieces that are ready to win and compete. I just think quarterback is a huge issue. An offensive line is a huge issue. That's the big concern of Kirk Cousins coming Kirk Cousins does not respond well to pressure, and this offensive line is not going to be any better than what he had with the Vikings. But he gets you 9 or 10 wins. I think that's something that gets the fans a little bit more excited. I think you need some excitement around this Panthers organization right now. A lot of fans canceling season tickets. They're done with the team. They don't like the direction it's headed in. 
You get a guy like Kirk Cousins, I get it. You're going to have to take that big contract. But let him play out that one year. Maybe see if you want to re-sign him. And if not, next year, get you a guy. Because Bryce Young is not going to be the only quarterback that people are going to like coming into next year's draft. There's going to be a guy around there at 18 that people are going to love. And potentially take a chance after your one year of Kirk Cousins getting to the playoffs. Take a chance at getting your guy in, in, in in the draft. It could be like a Jimmy G. Trey Lance kind of situation here. You could always get him and just get a quarterback in this draft. That's if you still have your first-round pick. Well, so here's my thing. If you do trade for him, you give that first-round pick. Now you have no day one or day two picks. You're in a worse situation than Kevin Costner was in the movie Draft Day before (laughs) he got all his picks back. Yeah. Okay, no. So now you have no day one or day two picks, and then you have a guy on your team for just one year, who cares if he gets to the playoffs one time? I don't care if the fans are hype. I want long-term success. That's what's going to get it's the fans It's a business hype. decision, Yeah, Phillip. a business decision to win games. The bottom line is this is the NFL. It's not like you have to put tail ends in seats. I mean – Well, uh, hold on, hold on, n- Phillip. I, I agree with you. I agree with you from that standpoint, but we've seen from this owner, David Tepper, he ain't concerned about winning because he brought back Cam Newton, and I believe – Cam Newton did not give us the best chance to win. He brought him back solely to sell tickets, and you cannot c- convince me otherwise. Oh, you're right, but he was wrong to do that, yep. and I think you would be wrong just to, oh, we'll get one exciting season to get the fans a little back juiced up. No, get you a quarterback for the future. If you don't think that they're, your guys in this draft, that's fine. You can wait one more year. Heck, we've been waiting since 2017 for a solid season. I can yep. wait one more year. I just, I at some point want to have a quarterback that can give us back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in franchise history. And, heck, maybe just one Lombardi trophy. I can die happy if I just get one Lombardi trophy and postponing and just throwing away your first three days' worth of picks for a quarterback that wasn't good in the first place in Sam Darnold and a game manager who was overhyped and overpaid in Kirk Cousins is just going to make that even dwindle way longer than it would be if you just stink for one more year. All right, Kirk Cousins coming off his best season yet in his, in his pro career. I think if you get Kirk Cousins, some might argue top 10. I'm going to go a little bit more modest and say he's a top 15 quarterback. I think you can win with a guy like that. When his contract is up, who's not to say that they don't re-sign him? I mean, we've already seen guys like Deshaun Watson don't want to come here. I mean, he's come out and stated he doesn't. Uh, Let's see, guys like Matthew Stafford. We had a trade in place for Matthew Stafford. It was set in stone. The final nail in the coffin was when Matthew Stafford said, yeah, I see this trade, don't want to come to Carolina. I don't see that being any different with Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. You look at the quarterbacks in this draft, not loving them, looking at the quarterbacks in the next draft, so far all we know about is Bryce Young. And then who else? There's a lot of unknowns. I think if you're able to bring in a guy like Kirk Cousins and you potentially re-sign him, I pause, call me crazy. I think you might have something here with Kirk Cousins in this pan- on this Panthers team. See, I disagree. A, if you resign him, he's going to ask for too much money. I don't think B, so. Yeah, I think he knows he's not going to get money like he did in that, that his previous contract. Yeah, but he's he, yeah he's coming off the best year of his career. He's throwing the ball to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I mean, he'll be goodness. throwing the ball I mean, to DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> dude, dude, my Will Greer could throw the ball to Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So, I, all right, the weapons aside, you don't think he'll do well with a Christian, potentially Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore. Uh, Robbie Anderson, if Terrace Marshall ever gets going, that type of offense with those weapons. I think, say what you want about this offense, I still think that's an embarrassment of riches. I still think that's a pretty solid core there. 
It it is, and but still, I think all the stars are in a line, and you still win eleven games yeah. max. Yeah. To your so, yeah, I just my point is, I yes, if if your goal Ben is to be good in two thousand twenty two, yes, but I want to be good in twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, and twenty twenty six. I ain't worried about twenty twenty two only. Yeah, I, look, I, I I agree with you. Ideally, that would be the right scenario. But I'm thinking about what the owners said and what he's come out and stated in press conferences. He's ready to win now. He said it time and time and again. He believes this is a team that is ready to win now. And I think, as crazy as it sounds, and people are going to laugh, Kirk Cousins, out of all the options you have, gives you the best chance to win now and be competitive and get you into a playoff run. Not saying Super Bowl, but maybe. Maybe. It's a hard maybe. I think he gives you the best chance out of any other options right now. Because you, Let's face it. Deshaun Watson, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, all those guys are not options. They're not options. They're done. They're not coming to Carolina. Well, Tepper wouldn't take Rodgers anyways. Well, why's that? I mean, is there is there something I don't know about there? Rodgers doesn't have the vaccine. Oh, is that the big deal? I thought it was like a Jerry Jones situation where he wants to be the face of the franchise. He wants to be the guy calling uh, the shots. He wants to take all the credit. Either I see way. a lot of Jerry Jones with David Tepper. Here. Oh, I see a lot of I, – I firmly think – Tepper, I don't even know if he's the next Jerry Jones. I think he's the next Dan Snyder. I mean, like, I think yeah. this team is going to suck for years. I think Tepper is a moron, and I know he says he wants to be good now. Yeah, I get that, dude. But you got to you got to realize you invest in players like stocks. You you invest yeah. in them for the long term. Quit acting like it's a one year thing. I mean, it was one thing what the Rams did investing in like Von Miller for a one year deal. It's like we need a four man pass rush to get to Brady so we can knock Brady out of the playoffs. Yeah, that's yeah. totally different. Yeah. You had a good team already. You already had Aaron Donald. Like, well, we got a good defense. I know we yeah, got a good not, defense. We're not, we're not the Rams. Yeah. I look. The reality of the situation: if you sign Kirk Cousins, you're going to probably have to give him another contract. I don't think it's going to be a huge contract like the one he has now, but it's still going to be somewhat of a hefty contract. Reality is you're not going to be able to sign guys like Dante Jackson, Stephon Gilmore. A lot of these guys you want to keep around the future like DJ Moore, Brian Burns. Uh, you're going to have to be willing to part for one of those guys. Maybe even it's McCaffrey. So I, that's it's just it's not a good scenario any way you look at it with these Panthers. They've tied themselves in a hole right now. They've dug themselves a hole that they're having a hard time getting out of. Anyways, I'm going yay on Kirk Cousins. I don't mind it. Phillips going nay. Heck yeah, I'm going nay. <laughs> I don't want a guy named after a uh, after. Oh, a, we're uh, going off names now. After a uh, Star Trek character? No, this is the Panthers, baby. We had Luke Keekley, Luke Skywalker. We're, we're Star Wars characters here. You know what? I think Bryce Young's a sucky name. That's the most generic name that belongs in the USFL. Belongs in the XFL. It does not belong in the USFL. I'm saying you his were name just naming sounds, off some USFL names. names to me, man. These guys have got like the all name team over here, and they got cool names in the USFL. There ain't no generic names over there. More on that last night. More on that coming up on the other side of this quick timeout. Plus a preview of ECU basketball tonight against a terrible, pitiful USF basketball team. All that and much more here on the other side of this quick timeout here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to our top-rated programs throughout the day. You need to. Tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. 
Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers, and Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victra is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals. Visit pit-jobs.com to apply now. In studio with Jeff Stein from Brown and Wood. What's new, Jeff? You know, everybody's thinking we're having some inventory issues in the car business, which some of it's true. For used vehicles, Brown and Wood has a lifetime powertrain on every vehicle you buy from us, new or used. So even when you buy a used vehicle from Brown and Wood, you have lifetime powertrain. We cover the engine, transmission for as long as you own the car. Brown and Wood, your number one dealership in Greenville and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's Kids' Night at Moore's Barbecue. Let us take care of dinner tonight for your little ones. Every Wednesday night, kids 10 and under eat free with the purchase of an adult meal. So come into one of our five locations in Winterville, New Bern, Moorhead City, Swansboro, and Jacksonville. Bring the whole family. There's always enough great food for everyone. If it's not Moore's, it's less. I'm on site at the Gavigan Agency with commercial insurance specialist Nathan Brannon. Nathan, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Gavigan Agency. Great to talk with you, Hank. As you mentioned, I'm a commercial insurance agent for the Gavigan Agency and specialize in offering general liability, commercial property, business auto, and workers' compensation insurance to independent contractors, small business owners, and larger commercial customers throughout eastern North Carolina. Nathan, it sounds like the Gavigan Agency can provide just about any coverage a business owner may need. That's right, Hank. The Gavigan Agency is a fully independent insurance agency with access to some of the top insurance carriers in the region, and we offer a full host of insurance products to help protect our customers' personal and business insurance needs. As a graduate of East Carolina University, I am passionate about taking care of my fellow pirates. So give the Gavigan Agency a call today at 252-756-1400 and let them show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. Get lasting joint pain relief without surgery, without drugs, without downtime. New options are now available here. Regenerative treatments at QC Kinetics. This is Patrick Johnson talking about biologic therapies. It's the most exciting medical development in years. These remarkable regenerative treatments actually encourage your own body to help heal the damaged tissue in your joints. Professional athletes, they've done it for years. It's now available for folks like you and me. If you've been struggling with knee, back, shoulder, or hip pain, arthritis pain of any kind you need to check out the exciting natural alternative with incredible patient satisfaction reports restorative biological therapies at qc kinetics effective treatments for chronic joint pain with no drugs and no surgery call now for a free consultation learn about all the regenerative options available to help you get pain free call the medical professionals right here in our own backyard at qc kinetics 252-756-PAIN that's 252-756-7246 call the local medical professionals at qc kinetics now 
tweet at us. Hey, you want to see our tweets? That's creeping me out. Follow us on Twitter for breaking sports news and what's going on around the Pirate Nation. We need you guys on Twitter. Twitter. It's 943 The Game on Twitter. Welcome back to the Patrick Johnson Show. Ben B. Baby Barm filling in for the P-Man as he gets ready for his ESPN Plus broadcast between ECU and USF. Live pre-game coverage comes your way at 6.30 right here on the flagship station of ECU Pirates 94.3 The Game. I'm joined alongside my right-hand man, the ref, Philip Pilkington. And a brief mention on the USFL, we talked about it earlier. One Pirate selected in the draft last night. Former ECU guard Garrett McGinn, former Panther as well, selected in the fifth round to the New Jersey Generals. So if you're thinking you want to watch USFL and you don't quite have a team settled yet, you're a Pirate fan, I think the Generals are a no-brainer there. Got a former Pirate there, a former really great Pirate. Love Garrett McGinn, great guy. Um, I think that's the way to go. Shipping over, moving over to this ECU basketball game later tonight. This is a must-win, and this is a game they should win. The South Florida, looking at the stats in conference play, they rank near dead last in almost every quarter category offensively. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! That team stinks. Um, yep. The only saving grace for that team is Caleb Murphy, who has posed some problems for certain teams in conference play. I believe uh, Philip told me during the break he's the only player on USF averaging double digits on that team. Yeah, I know there is only one. I didn't look to see who exactly it was. It's probably Caleb it's Murphy. It's probably Caleb yeah. Murphy. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is Caleb Murphy at 11.5 a game. Yeah. Only guy averaging double figures. Yeah. More on this South Florida team. Uh, they average 58 points per game. That's dead last in the conference. And uh, looking in the whole country, that ranks 356 in the country in points per game. How many teams are there again? Was it like 361 or something? Three. Yeah, it's it's. Let's just say they're. Well, a, I'm I'm curious to look this up. Now. You said 356. 356. Right? So there are a couple spots from dead last. Let's put it that way. And uh, this is a must win for the Pirates. Um, I think this favors the Pirates a lot. I think you need a big game from Vance Jackson and Tristan Newton. You obviously need big games from those guys to win any Pirate game. But you're talking. I like what Gully said earlier. You have a good chance to finally finish over 500 on the season coming into the conference tournament. You're at 13 and 13 right now. I think it would be huge to go into that Tulsa game being 14 and 13, and you'll obviously have a chance to win that Tulsa game. If USF ain't the worst team in the conference, Tulsa's in the running for it too. Tulsa is historically terribly bad. So I mean, this is a big this is a big game for the Pirates. Big game for Joe Dooley. And uh, this is a chance to see what this Pirate team can do. How can they deal with pressure? How can they deal with overcoming adversity through this whole season? I completely forgot about that two-week layoff earlier in the season due to COVID with the Pirates. Another thing they had to overcome this year. I think we're going to learn a lot about this Pirate team late in the season, depending on what happens in this game tonight. Yeah, no, I definitely think we will. And I'm seeing some stuff that's ranging anywhere from, like, only 350 to like 353. Yeah. So that list may be counting in some teams that played a few D1 games yeah, or D2 yeah. teams. Because uh, what I'm seeing on Yahoo Sports app is they're 349th in the yeah. country and scoring out of like, yep. yeah, 351 teams. Yeah. I mean, well, they probably factor in, like you said, a few teams that played in non conference that were maybe D2 or something that played some D1 opponents. I know the Pirates have played a few D2 opponents in the past. So maybe a few of those teams have been thrown in. It's not like football. I mean, there's a whole lot more teams 
uh, eligible or considered D1 in basketball than there is football. So, I mean, it's it's it. Just to put it into perspective, USF is historically bad on all. They are. And uh, kind of what the Pirates need to do tonight, I think, to be successful in this game is if you look at it, they're only fifth in the con- or in the conference. I'm sorry, in points let up total throughout the uh, season, or maybe it's points per game. Yeah. But the opponents are shooting. Their opponent's shooting percentage is worst. Yeah. So what that means is they are slowing the game down. They are not giving their opponents a lot of possessions. I, agree. I mean, the Pirates only took 44 shots against them last time out. So if the Pirates can speed the game up, play in transition, it should be a no-brainer that they win this basketball game. And I think if you're the Pirates, you don't go in this game trying to do too much. Obviously, you have that will to win. I'm not saying they don't need to be coming in motivated or they shouldn't come in confident or anything. They should. They need to be coming in motivated and confident. But, uh, I mean, this is a game, when you look at the opponent, you don't need to do too much. You don't need to take tough shots. It should be a very easy-going game for the Pirates. That's going to do it for the Patrick Johnson Show. Live coverage, live pregame coverage of ECU versus USF coming up later on at 6.30 right here on the flagship station of ECU Pirates, 94 through the game. And catcher got Patrick Johnson, the name that runs the place at this station. I mean, his name is on the marquee when it comes to this show. Catch him on ESPN Plus later tonight at 7 o'clock for tip-off between ECU and USF with Cy Seymour. All that and much more. That's going to do it for me and the ref, Philip Pilkington, right here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Have a good one, everybody. Go Pirates! Turn your car into cash with an instant Kelly Blue Book offer from Barber Hendrick Honda in Greenville. Go online to barberhendrickhonda.com and experience the Hendrick Fast Pass, where you can buy your next car from the